Hey contractors, welcome to the Contractor's Playbook. I'm your host, Michael Gogan, and on this podcast, we will be talking with experts in the industry and getting real about their failures, successes, and lessons learned. I'll be joined in studio by our producer, Isaac Moore. Man, Isaac, that was an awesome conversation. We were joined live in studio by Dane Hansen of White Castle Roofing, a 30-plus year roofing company that's really unique um, in a sense that they they have a really key set of values that they live it with and that they make sure that they're always working under but for a company that large the ability that he gives to his team uh, to make decisions and to learn and to potentially fail uh, was really striking to me. I, I was really taken back about how much freedom they give to their team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just led to a great culture and a great place to work uh, yeah. here locally. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, refreshing to have someone sit in studio with us for sure and, and cool to think about their local impact here. I mean, I my neighbor works for them. I know a, there's a White Castle truck up the street from my house and uh, and you know that their their brand is kind of synonymous with this quality and care for the neighborhood and the city that they work in. Um, but yeah, I think we're kind of starting to see some themes with people in the industry here, right? People who value learning, who value uh, letting people learn from mistakes. So uh, another another good one here from Dane. Yeah, this this conversation was great, and like you said, like they're just synonymous with. Uh, caring for their people, caring for their Mm -hmm. customers. Um, They've got great values, great great integrity. Uh, You guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump right in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor's Playbook. Got a special guest today. We are joined actually in studio here, Lincoln, Nebraska, Dane Hansen of White Castle Roofing. Dane, thanks for taking some time out of your day and coming in and joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So this is, I'm excited for this episode. Um, I think you're going to be able to share a lot of good little stories here with us. But before we dive in, just give us your background in the contracting world. You know, when you got your start, how long you've been doing it, and then we'll we'll dive into some questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad started White Castle Roofing really the year I was born, I guess. So I've kind of been in the roofing industry my whole life, had to start tearing off, I think, in like sixth grade, working every now and then. It was terrible at the time. Hard work, cleaning up the ground, doing whatever. But it, it was good. You, you learn a lot of work ethic and and uh, just what what life is a little bit there. And kind of continued to do that through through high school. Actually worked then. And, you know, since then went to, went to college and, and joined White Castle and have done sales not a ton of operations since then, but sales and and then just organizational structure and planning since then. So it's it's been good. Yeah. So obviously our connection at Company Cam with uh, with White Castle is a, a fun one, um, and I want to dive into that here a little bit later um, in the conversation and just talk about how you guys have embraced technology. But the first thing when you're talking about you know being on the ground and doing cleanup and doing tear off for you, how important was that? and doing those things to how you lead White Castle today and like knowing how difficult those things are. Yeah, it's really important to, to at least have an idea of what everybody's going through when they're working. So 
you know, when you're sitting in an office or, or doing sales, every job is important, but the guy out there on the roof, you know, doing the work when it's, you know, 100 degrees and humid, just you have an appreciation for it. You need to do everything you can to make their life easier and just understand that it's all the small things that make the big difference. You know, if if your roof doesn't leak or it looks good, that's great. But if you leave a mess, you know, don't, don't do all the things that you should do to make the customer happy. The things that they see there right in front of their face, you know, they're not going to care as much about the rest of it. You know, you have to do those things. It's the other small things you do. And, and it could be any number of things based on on the job you're doing or where you're at in the company. But doing the small thing and just taking care of it and understanding that it is important, that that that's what goes a long ways in in, in making just making it go and 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 making it go well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's just from how you know, obviously White Castle's local here to Lincoln. So we see the trucks all over the city and you guys have really built something pretty special. I mean, to think I don't know how old you are, but probably roughly 30, 30 year old company. And you're not having to be out there door knocking, trying to get your name out in front of people. People just know, hey, if I need my roof looked at, we know who White Castle is. Um, I, I think just hearing what you just said about making sure you know you leave it the way you found it and you take care of the customer, is that something you guys really pride yourself on in your business is really taking care of the customer and going that extra mile? Yeah, you know, it. Our, our motto would kind of be excellent customer service or excellent quality work, even better customer service. So, you know, do a great job. But if you focus on the customer service and whatever that may entail, if you kind of have that mindset, you'll generally make the right decision in whatever scenario presents itself. So, yeah, I mean, taking care of the customer is the biggest thing. And if you can just leave it slightly nicer than you found it, like if you pick up some of their trash or anything like that, I mean, it's those small things make a big difference. And that's what we try to preach. It's just, you know, you get a lot of new people coming in and doing things and you kind of have to have a way you do it and a culture. And we try to, you know, reward those things and and then continue to to push them and 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 do better every day with with whatever we're doing. Yeah. And I think so I think that's great because that's, you know, really what's the foundation of White Castle is doing doing right by the customer. Um, you know, you guys are extremely trusted in in the city. How has it been with because you've got two brothers? Uh, so your dad started the company, and then for a while there, all three of you were running White Castle. You guys were in there in the day to day. How has it been? You know, bringing that fresh young set of eyes into a business that had really strong foundation and roots already. As have have you had a lot of like, hey, we need to do these new flashy fun things. Um, and dad's like, yeah, I don't think that's such a great idea. Like we've gotten here pretty well doing the things the the old way. Like how has that been for you guys to get to where you're a cutting edge company? Yeah, you know, being younger, you don't know as much, so you kind of need direction. Um but the good thing with that is, you know, our dad just let us do whatever we we thought was was good or the right direction. He would trust us. Um, you know, like Luke with Company Cam, just just doing that, you trust him. You're you're willing to do it, and and that would maybe even be easier than White Castle because he had he'd built White Castle, and you know they 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 did have a really good reputation, and we were always, you know, with keeping that going. 
but just adding in different things. Like we were, I think the first company around here to use what's called pictometry or it's Eagle view now. I mean, it was like 13 years ago, you know, just the, the aerial imagery measuring and yeah, I mean, they would be skeptical at first of, well, is that accurate enough or, you know, all these number of things. And, but it's just, it's so much easier, faster. It's very accurate, very helpful. Um, he, he was always supportive in that and let us just do our thing. I was supportive of, of the way we wanted to go. And it wasn't the, the normal, you know, business owner who started the business and they're, you know, we're doing it this way. It's my way. That's how we do it. That's just not how he is at all. And it, it really helped us to be able to take it, you know, see the future, see what these new things are, explore them and, and, you know, just take advantage of what we could because he allowed it to happen and was supportive of it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because a lot of contractors, I, I talk to contractors all the time, we got a ton of contractors listening to this, and I think they fall into one of two buckets generally. It's, nah, I'm old, this is how we're doing it, this is how we've got we got here this way, we're going to keep keep down that path. And maybe it's easier when it's your kids, but owning a business and like giving that trust to someone else is extremely hard. But it's also extremely important. And then the other bucket is you've got this, yep, we're we're brand new, but we're going to be the cutting edge and we're going to do things and we're going to move fast. And I think that if you don't have a nice balance of both, you've got to build that foundation and you've got to have those things where your company has some some solid legs and then you, you know, do get a little cutting edge and be one of the first to develop picto- or use pictometry or in your guys' case solve a solution with te- technology. Uh, I want to dive into that a little bit. What was what was that conversation like internally when you said, you know what, I think that there's a tool out there that would make our business better. We can't find it. Let's just create it. Yeah, you know, Jake was going around doing quality control, and he would take photos of, of every roof we did, you know, the inspection, so he'd have, you know, make sure all the nails are right. Does the ridge vent look good? If the if the crew didn't, you know, do a few things or they they slacked off on something, he'd he'd just have it up there and and would use those to help motivate them to do better. So it's either like the, it was the wall of fame or the wall of shame back then, which we don't quite do that anymore. <laughs> but they did get a, they did do a lot better because nobody wanted to have the like why did you do that you know thing on there. Uh, but it was, it was just a real hassle to to to, to get the photos have them uploaded, put them somewhere, you know, to get them later. Like, well, where is it? Oh, is it on your computer? Is it on their computer? You know, what is it labeled as? What did you do here? Um, It it was very difficult. So Luke had the idea of, you know, there has to be a better way. There has to be an app out there where we can just take the photos and help us organize them so we can, you know, just, just be substantially more efficient and look through everything. There wasn't really anything out there that was useful or, or really good at that at all. So we decided, uh, yeah, just, well, we can probably build something that we can use. You know, all we need to do is take photos and have it organize it by location. Like that can't be that hard. Right. Um, so, so we did and had a company build it and turned out to be a pretty good idea. And so then we started company cam and, and they rebuilt the whole thing from scratch again, because it wasn't exactly up to snuff with (laughs) With what it should be, though it did take photos and organize them, it, uh, yeah, it, well, not, not as good as it is today. 
Great thoughts from Dane Hansen there with White Castle Roofing. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more from the Contractor's Playbook. This episode of the Contractor's Playbook is brought to you by CompanyCam. CompanyCam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem-solve with guys in the field no matter where you are. Check out CompanyCam and CompanyCam Pro, now with video. And here's your host, Michael Gogan. I've been with the company almost five years now, and it's it's definitely a lot different than even when I started. Um, but I think the the moral to that story, and I don't want to like send people out listening to this and say, you know what, if the technology is out there that or isn't out there that we want, let's just go build it. Like, look what company Cam did, because I think that's easier said than done. But the moral of the story is efficiency is what rules in the in the contracting world, and you have to find ways as a contractor to increase your efficiency. Because if you're not, it doesn't matter how many sales guys you add or how many production crews you add. If you're not increasing your efficiency, your bottom line isn't changing. It's going up, but you know, you're not making any new profit. Um, for you guys, how important is like, obviously efficiency was big, big enough a problem that you said, Hey, we're going to go build an app for this. But just as a business, how important is that focus on being efficient for you guys? It, high, it'd be a high focus. I mean, you're always assessing what you do and trying to figure out, you know, why do we do it this way? Do we need to do it this way? What could be automated? Sometimes it's hard for people to, I'm always changing things. It's like, if there's a better way to do it, I feel like we should probably do it that way. Not, not to the point where people don't know what they're doing, but over time, she's like, well, we can automate like these 20 things by doing just changing one thing over here. So we should probably just take the time to do that so that we can reassign or allocate these people's time that they're putting into, you know, whether it's job cost or any number of things to do something else. So it's not that we're not losing any people. We're just doing doing a better job of, of the other things that we would be doing. And so, yeah, you always need to look at that whether, and it could be in any number of ways because with company cam and having the photos there's a number of efficiencies that come with that. What you know, the if you're if you're trying to document things originally, it's easier to do it with company cam. It takes a time of organizing them away. So it's just the person taking the photos, that's easier. You can have more people do it effectively, so that's better. And then when you're on the job, I mean we we catch whether it's a sales guy or the actual crew or a superintendent on the job, you can catch a bunch of things that maybe could become an issue down the road with, with how something's done, maybe how it was built before and you need to adjust something that not everybody would know because you just have to know a lot about a lot of different things to, to be able to put that together. But you have enough people watching and seeing these photos come through so that the person who is an expert at it can get it, see it, figure it out, and then we can just do a better job up front so you're not coming back trying to you know, take something apart, even, whether it's your fault or not. It's like if there's an underlying issue, Try to try to take care of it, get that done. And then just having documentation all the way through the process of what we did so that if there is an issue down the road, you actually can, somebody might be able to look at those photos and see what the problem was before you even take it apart so that you can go there with the proper knowledge, the proper tools, the proper materials, and actually fix, fix the, the issue with, you know, without having to run back to the shop a couple of times and just like those efficiencies Little as well. So things. Yeah. You said something right at the start of that answer where you're talking about, you know, 
if I see a better way or I see a place where we can eliminate or automate, I, I think automate was the exact word you used. And it got me thinking about something you said before we jumped on live here and you were talking about today, you've got some, some team members out. And so, you know, you're going to look over some things, uh, in the business. Uh, it sounds like though, it's pretty valuable for you to actually get that 10,000 or 30,000 foot view most of the time and look at the business to where instead of working in it on the day to day, obviously, you know, things come up and you have to work in it, but you spend a lot of time working on it. Is that a safe assumption that you're trying to spend time working on the business as opposed to in it? Yeah, I I spend about 0% of my time probably working in the business. Most of the time it's it's only on the business planning, figuring out what we should do in a, a, a grand plan type of thing. I mean, I don't have any responsibilities on a day-to-day -day basis of operations sales. Like one of my strengths is being able to figure out a plan of how, how something should work, processes, and then putting the right people in place so they can do their job and then allowing them to do it. Like our dad let us do our job when, when we started and you have to be willing to let somebody do a job. You have to be willing to let them fail here or there so they can learn from it. They, you know, you learn a lot more from failure than success. They'll take that, they'll remember it, do a better job and, and, and really own it more. And, and right now, I mean, yeah, somebody owns every part of the business. They do a great job with it. And if I jump in the mix like it, or if my dad does, you know, half time it can just cause cause more more problems than anything because you get people going to the wrong person then. So, you know, I'll, I'll come in when people are gone, like guys on vacation, so I'm gonna help help look over some of his stuff, which is great. Um, but yeah, it, I feel like it's important to just be able to look at the whole business, figure out what you're doing, what can you do better? You know, what do we want to do in the future? Is it, do we want to do anything different? Just the same thing here? You know, there's a lot that goes into trying to figure that out and you, you need to dedicate time to it. Yeah. I love that you were talking about, you know, letting them fail potentially instead of like, you know, I even think kids riding a bike, like, yeah, I could hold on to your shirt the entire way, but if I do that, am I really teaching you? And so letting your letting your team potentially fail, not jumping in and being like, whoa, 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 this is actually how you need to do this. I bet you that breeds a lot of innovation in your company because there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. There's a lot of ways to run a contracting business. And if you let them potentially fail, they may be able to come back and say, hey, Dane, you know, I did this on that job. I know it's a little different than, you know, what we've usually done, but it seemingly worked really well. And you're like, yeah, let's try it another time. Like, you know, and so I think that's really important. It, it not only, I think, it expedites the training process, letting them fail once. Because if you fail at something and you're actually the one doing it, you know, it's like, oh, don't do that again. But it also gives them that ownership of, you know, I got a little freedom in this. This is, I got some ownership here as opposed to that micromanager. So I think, I think that speaks volumes to just your overall company and the culture that you guys have. And I think that's probably a big reason why you're seen the way you are in the community because you have employees that truly value being with White Castle. Um, we're on the contractor's playbook though. And not a lot of times I get to talk about what's going on here in Lincoln, Nebraska. 
ooh, football season's it's it's on the horizon, and I always love to just try to find some tie. And you know, White Castle for me is is very much. Let's go '90s and early 2000s. <laughs> I don't want to give you guys the the recent stuff we've been doing, but you guys are Husker football. Um, you know, you, you've got a process that works. The you know, Devaney had his system. Uh, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Osborne comes in, makes some minor tweaks, but it's still pretty much that same system, and it slowly just evolves, but the success stays. Um, is that something you guys really strive for? Is like, hey, we know what got us here, so we we've got to keep those same values and those same things, but we also know that we've got to continue to adapt with the market, and make sure that. We are, you know, we're finding the pictometries, we're creating the company cams, we're grabbing CRMs, we're doing these things to make sure that our competition doesn't catch us. So is that something you guys focus on? Like, hey, we know what got us here, but complacency isn't something that we we want to do. Yeah, I mean, we focus on trying to find the best way to do the job we're doing. Most efficient. Uh you know, build trust, any number of, of ways we can do that. And the our core values would be the, you know, those wouldn't change over time. So it'd be kind of your foundation you were talking about earlier yeah. where, you know, we're going to do the job the right way. We're going to treat people the way that we'd want to be treated. They're going to be able to trust us. If we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Um, you know, when you, when you have that foundation and every single person in the company knows that that's what you're going to do. It's, there's, there's no, oh, well, we'll do it this way this one time and we'll make some extra money and it's probably not right, but I'm like, no, that, that's not going to happen. Nobody's, nobody's doing that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be acceptable. And when you have that where it's just, there's one way you're going to do this set of things or really just a foundation. So whatever your decision is, you know it has to fit within this framework then going from there, it makes it easier because if somebody wants you to do something you you know we're not going to do, say well that's you know best of luck to you. We'll we'll part ways and and you know go on. You don't have to waste your time with those people or try to you know work your way into something that you just don't need to do. So having that framework is is huge. And then from that, you know we're always trying to do things better. So whether it's pictometry, company cam, you know the CRMs we use, how we how we you know, track everything. We're going to try to make, just try to make the guy's lives easier. So like first it was getting all the information. Not, you know, it's nice to have all the information so you can make better choices, understand what you're doing, what's more profitable, you know, what, what should you maybe stop doing? And then from there, it's okay, how can we make it easier for the sales guy, the operations guy, the scheduling people, the accounting people, you know, how can we make their job easier, more streamlined, you know, what, what workflows can we do? And that's where, you know, different programs and, and trying to just plan for the long term because you don't want to be switching that stuff all the time. So, you know, we're, we're just in the process of switching to a, a new system. Just started, just started the process, I guess, like a week or two ago to actually switch over to uh, a new CRM, which it'll be, you know, hopefully for the next 20, 30 years, we'll be using this, this software because it's just more robust, easier to use, um, you know, it allows our developers to, to build what we need to build within their framework and just be able to report on it really, really well. So 
you know, trying to plan so you don't have to change a bunch, but if you see something that comes out, you need to be able to adapt to it and use it. Because um, there's even now Eagle View, a number of those softwares that, you know, we still measure the roofs ourselves with with the uh, Eagle View pictometry software, but you can get the report given to you and, and you know, being able to, how can you, how can we access that information and make it easier for the sales guy? I mean, can that just go straight into our system and create the bid for the guy and, and you know, do pretty much all that legwork? If we can, like eventually that would be the goal to just continue, you know, what is possible? What, what, what's the biggest, biggest gain for what you're doing? And then how can we, how can we make it that work? Like, is, is it going to work? And if you're always trying to think about that and, you know, if the people in the job can help you a little bit, because like I, I've done a lot of the jobs that we have, so I have a pretty good idea of what what each thing takes and what we can do. But there's some things you haven't. So you need people to be able to feel free to express, you know, hey, I think we could do something maybe this other way, and it would help, you know, this, this, and this, and just be a lot more efficient. So always be able to be ready to listen and listen more and talk less would probably be the. You bet. So I'm thinking like. The very start of your answer there, and I'm I'm saying to myself, you know, how do we accomplish this, or how do we do this better? And going back to the analogy of Nebraska football, and I don't know who the the, it's probably Mike is Dr. Tom, like he's got to be the the brains behind it. But I just think back to like you know when they're sitting in film room, and they're saying, well, how do we block that linebacker? Or how do we, you know, we want to make sure that we get here. So how are we going to take care of that safety and? some of the unique ways that they figured out to do that. Well, if all we have to do is send a guy in motion or we have to fake this. And I think, you know, hearing your full answer there, that's what you've done is you, you've stayed true to the core. You know where you want to end up. You know what you want to do. You want to be an efficient business that does the right thing, that treats customers well. And you're like, yeah, there's probably a lot of different ways we can get there. Let's let's find the best ways. So I think that's a really interesting. Um Final question that I always ask people is if you were to give that piece of advice or that that one thing, you know, you've been doing this for a while now, you've been in the game for quite a while. What's the one thing you wish you would have done a lot sooner or wish you would have known or discovered a lot sooner? You know, there's not necessarily one thing. I mean, I, I generally feel whatever we did helped us to get to where we are. We haven't necessarily made any mistakes that I would really say were mistakes on the on the way here. I mean, you go down a path, and and I don't know if the like we were using a different CRM before. Maybe if we had switched the one we're using now, maybe it would have been better. But we learned a ton with what we were doing before, and I'm not sure we would have been able to harness what we're doing now and actually get that to go the way it is without going that route. So, you know. There hasn't necessarily been one thing. It's mostly just uh, just stick to your core values, what you're going to do, and you know, just try to make the best decision for that's in front of you at that point in time, and and don't make you know a series of bad decisions because you made one you know six months ago, and you don't want to you don't want to cut your losses. Just it, it's what's in front of you. Make the better decision for what's in front of you, and go from there. I really like that answer because to me, what I take take from that, and so listeners take whatever you want to take from it, but to me, that's 
the journey is equally as important as the destination. And so making sure that you're learning every step along the way from that journey, taking the little things that you maybe didn't do perfect and making those better. Like you said, hey, know when to cut your losses <laughs> instead of, you know, trying to double down on a decision that's maybe bad, just you know, eat a little humble pie and say, that one probably wasn't good, but we're going to learn from it. We're going to be better because of it. Uh, let's cut our losses and move on. So I think that's probably one of our best answers. And it wasn't a, like it was a it was a broad answer, but learn along the way. The journey is extremely important. So, Dane, really appreciate you taking some time out of out of your day here in Lincoln, Nebraska to come join us in studio uh, those of you listening, if you ever want, the the invite is open. We would love to have you contractors come join us in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's just it's more fun in, in person, uh, but really appreciate you joining us. And uh, those of you listening, we really appreciate having you, having you there with us. Yeah, thank you guys. It was fun. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Thanks again for joining us today with Dane Hansen from White Castle Roofing right here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Hope you got some valuable stuff from this episode. We will look forward to seeing you on the next one. For Michael Gogan and myself, thanks for joining us on the Contractor's Playbook.